This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Everybody, everybody, welcome into the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. All we do is win. Yeah, Alabama. That seems to be their theme song right now. After the Texas game, all they do is win. Whether it's at Brian Denny or on the road, Tide is rolling. Good Monday morning here in Tuscaloosa. It's lunchtime on the East Coast, Eastern Standard Time, that is. I hope you're having a great lunch back in my parts. I'm in Tuscaloosa on today. Christian Miller in Tuscaloosa as well as Justin Jones behind the glass. We got you covered for the next hour here on the Tide. We're going to get into the victory over Mississippi State. The Alabama Tide rolled down about 45 minutes away, I guess, from Tuscaloosa. 40-17, picking up another SEC win, another SEC West win. And now there's another sleeping giant. In Texas, everything is bigger in Texas, as they say. We'll get into that, though, but we're going to break down this big win. I know everybody's jumping already to Texas A&M, just kind of discounting the victory that they had on the road. It's unbelievable. Everybody's already looking at Texas A&M, and, and with a little bit of fright, a little bit of anxiousness, we're going to get into some of that. We'll calm your nerves here in this next hour. We'll take your phone calls. 205-342-9904. Want to hear from you. What did you think about the game in Starkville? We'll get your thoughts and comments on that. We'll break things down for you as well. Again, our show sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Make sure you go see Douglas, my man D, over at Midtown Village. He'll get you straight on those, uh, those inserts. Try before you buy. And I know that you'll come away extremely impressed. C-Mail Square in Tuscaloosa. What's up, guys? Not much, not much. Uh, look, you know, again, another Monday coming off of victory. So got to feel good about that one. You, you said it already. People are kind of jumping the gun to A&M, but still enjoying this victory. And we'll, we'll dive into that, break that down. I know we broke it down on our uh, Miller's Edge post-game show. So thanks to everybody that came and joined us there. We did it yesterday because it was such a late game on Saturday, but still a great turnout. Really enjoyed that. So again, if you guys... Uh, want more content and want to hear more and and hop on those lives with us and join in on the conversation, you can go check us out on YouTube at The Miller's Edge, uh, where we also post all of our content from here as well with the interviews and, and whatnot. So uh, appreciate all the support over on that platform as well as all the other social media platforms, X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We're, we're, we're getting out there. The Miller's Edge is growing thanks to you guys. So thank you all so much. Uh, but with that being said, I uh, want to keep diving into uh, this this Mississippi State game because you, you made a good point. You know, it's almost like a couple weeks ago, you know, everybody, was like the sky was falling. People just wanted to see progress, wanted to see, you know, these things. I feel like we're starting to see those things, but it's still like, oh, well, well, we still got this. We still got that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things we've got to do better, and we will do that. But there's a lot of positives that I keep seeing uh, week in and week out. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I, I really do feel like we're on the right trajectory. Then looking elsewhere in the SEC, you see what everybody else is doing or not doing. And it's, it's becoming more and more clear that this Alabama football team that just a few short weeks ago, people were writing off, making it seem as if the season was over. 
You know, it was doomsday. Uh, basically, every worst case scenario was going to come into play. Now, it's becoming more and more clear that their goals really are uh, really on the table. I know they they were, but it was a matter of, oh, but, you know, they still got to do this. They still got to do that. And I'm not trying to jump the gun. But what I'm saying is between, you know, the other teams, just I'm not saying they're dropping the ball, but just not necessarily playing up to par. Then seeing Alabama slowly starting to hit their strides when it really matters. Um, I got a really good feeling about this football team. I said it on the pregame show uh, that I felt that each week Jalen Milrow would progress and continue to improve with, uh, you know, each game, the more experience that he gets. And look, that's I, that's pretty much, in my opinion, what we saw, right? Uh, you talk about a very efficient performance by him, uh, improved confidence in the pocket, you know, navigating and, and finding uh, windows to run, trusting his athleticism and, and being confident in those decisions. Yes, he still could do a little bit better of a job throwing the football away and not taking on some of those sacks or holding the football too long. But, you know, he's starting to, uh, you know, take advantage of his athleticism, which I think we've been saying he should have been doing from the get-go. And maybe he was a little hesitant for whatever reason, but now he's exploiting those windows. And then in, in the passing uh, part of his game, look, I, I said this on the show last night. I don't know if it's necessarily him improving because I've seen him make these throws. You saw him make the throws in the scrimmage. He can make these intermediate throws. It was never that he couldn't. I've always said it's just about consistency with the throws. Well, is it that he's, you know, being a better passer or is he just having more protection? Because the offensive line, we'll talk, we'll talk about them as well. They played uh, much better, not perfect just yet, but dramatic uh, improvement, in my opinion, in the offensive line. So I think that contributes as well. But just talking about Jalen Milrow again, uh, very efficient performance. Uh, I believe he graded out as the with the highest uh, quarterback rating in the SEC. Uh, yeah, you know, he was limited with his number of passes, but it doesn't matter, right? When he did get the opportunity to throw the football, he threw it very well. He, he, I mean, and again, he said so sometimes he had to roll out of the pocket, navigate, buy time, but he was throwing strikes. And, and a, lot of those, a lot of those throws came in those intermediate windows. And he also had a really nice uh, pass. It unfortunately, was called incomplete. Uh, to Amari Nyblack in the back of the end zone. I think it was a catch. I wish they reviewed it, uh, but it is what it is. But anyway, um, just wanted to point that out because I, I, I said it. I, I think he's going to keep getting better, and by the end of the season, I think he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. I think it's just a matter of him growing in his confidence, getting more in-game experience, and ultimately, uh, we, we got to see Tommy Reese continue to, excuse me, Tommy Reese continue to improve with his play calling and putting these guys in a position, but. I know I kind of went a little long. That was a little long-winded for my intro, but uh, how about we go ahead and start diving into our breakdowns and kind of what you saw, then I can piggyback off of you. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Um, first of all, let me get my Monday rant out the way. You know, because I get up, <laughs> okay, here you know, we go. especially, <laughs> I get up, you know, and when I wake up, you know, I want to thank the Lord for waking me up, allowing me to see another day first and foremost. Amen. You know, then I hit the bathroom. Then I come back and I get on my app because I download an app, and you should too, to tie 100.9. That way if you're in a hotel room and your car traveling, whatever, you don't miss any shows, which I don't miss any shows. So I tune on, tune, you know, turn on my, my Bluetooth, and I listen to the Tide. And I listen to people now because I want to get a feel, you know, what the locals are saying, what the, what the fan base is saying, and what they're saying to the other hosts. Let me just say this. You for not, not let me just let me let me be careful here. A lot of youth people who I'm addressing this to get on my last nerves. I'm just gonna tell you that. Because you can't be happy with success. You, you, you can't even enjoy a win because you sit there and you're trying to find something negative in somebody. And it doesn't matter whether it's football or life or whatever. It's the Debbie Downers of the world. It's if I don't have who, who I want to have playing this position, then I'm never going to say anything positive. And you know who you are. I'm not going to call you by name. You know who you are. Okay? And that drives me nuts. It makes me want to throw my phone, break another laptop, because some people just can't be happy. Instead of seeing the positives in your team, seeing the positives in these young men who are working their tail off, trying to be successful each and every week, who is putting it on the line, 
who is doing all these things that you don't even have an idea what they are doing and what they're going through. But, but uh, you know, it's you have that liberty to call in and say this, this, this should be this way and, and this should be that way. There's a reason why you're calling in the show and talking about it and these folks over here is getting it done. Just going to say it that way. Because there's people that still have this negative mindset towards Jayla Miro. I mean, one guy even said, oh, question his IQ, which drove, I'm telling you right now, it made me mad. I mean, he's not like other Bama quarterbacks. He doesn't have the IQ. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, look at his numbers. You just said he has the, the highest passer rating this week. It wasn't a ton of passes, but look at the efficiency. Look at the big plays, the explosives that he made and did not put his team in a bad position by turning the ball over. On the road, by the way. So instead of just giving this man his flowers and praising him, you look to tear him down. And that tells me there's people out here that still have heart issues, and you know what I mean. There's people out here, no matter what he does, it's not going to be good enough. And it's unfortunate that we live in a world that that's how a lot of people are. And it's not just football. It's life. I hear it in your tone. I hear it in your voice. You can say what you want to say, but you can't bamboozle me. I get it. But the young man, as Christian said, is playing really good football. His own coach, Nick Saban, who you adore, who many of you worship, okay, he said it. He ain't lying to you. He's around the dude every single day. And then lastly, you calling for a guy, yeah, we seen it. We saying that Dylan Lonergan is a, is going to be a really great quarterback, I think. But then you get the people. All they do is piggyback and regurgitate what they hear somebody else saying and have no clue if this guy's good or not. Why? Because you haven't seen him. You just go on by what maybe I say or somebody else says or whomever, and you call these shows, and then you just regurgitate. But you really don't even have an idea, Right? So my point is this, this team is getting better, Christian. This team is progressing each and every single week. Every week we'll get, we'll find more questions. That's another thing. They went on the road, the person with Ole Miss, oh, we're gonna lose, uh, and Lane gonna do this. And what happened? The defense held Lane to his worst offensive performance probably ever, 10 points. Well, we're going to lose LSU. Then Lane goes and, and, and hangs, what do you hang on, a 50, 49, whatever it was, on LSU the following week. Well, now it's A&M. Now we got not just local, we got the national partner, Danny Connell. Oh, they're going to lose Texas. You know, we got the guy on SEC Network, Texas A&M is the best team. Mind you, three weeks ago, this team got slaughtered in, in Miami, Coral Gables, Florida, to a team don't have no fans, there's no road advantage there because nobody goes to the game. This same AM team got beat down, but now they're the best because they beat an Arkansas team that was beat up and banged up neutral site, right? So now they, they are that, that team. People are, are <laughs> here's my whole point. Let me stick it here. Alabama. Christian played solid. The offensive line, which we had right to complain, played much better football. The sacks that they got in that first quarter was on Milrow because he was holding the ball, holding the ball, should have just thrown the ball away or just tucked it and ran it. Get, get what you can get, two or three yards is better than a negative play. These things are going to come. These things are going to come. The decision-making, the quickness of, of being able to see something, process it, and deliver. Because when you play this football game, why you spend time in the weight room, I mean, excuse me, the film room and studying and learning and growing is so that you can process the information and play the game fast, okay? And I'm talking to many of you who probably have never experienced it on this level. You have to be able to process and, and, and deliver that stuff fast, right? And that takes repetition. And this is what Coach Saban is saying to you. The guy's only played four or five games. I don't care how long he's been here in practice. You can't simulate game speed. You can't do it. It has to be done with repetition and live games. And we're seeing this young man getting better, making better decisions, not forcing the ball, right? It's just, 
This guy is extremely, immensely talented. He just needs the reps. And guess what? The more he does it, the more comfortable he becomes, and the more quickly he processes the information, and the more he delivers. Right? And while everything else is getting better around him, the offensive line. So here's the deal. What they did, they went on the road. They're not going to ask Jalen Miro to throw it 40 times. They, they the, the game plan, I can tell you what, the Saban or the NFL, games like this, they say, hey, we're going to go on the road. It's going to be loud, noisy, nauseating, freaking cowbells and all of this stuff. What we can't do is give them energy, more energy. we got to protect the football. Let's run it. Let's beat them down. Let's lay on them. Let's play great defense and get out of here with a win. We're not going to yep. open up for some guy to throw it all over the place and then throw errant passes and something. Now you turn the fan base, and now they sound like they're 80,000 people there instead of the 40 or 50. So we're going to be more conservative. I get it. I want to see more innovative. I'll talk about this later with the offense. But I understand how they went down there to win, right? Now, if they have to get into a shootout and they have to ask Jalen to throw 40 times, that's what they'll have to do. But until then, they're going to slowly try to work this young man to a place to where he's comfortable to where now that playbook can be expanded, okay? And then you're going to see him cut loose. So I'll finish with this. This team, as you said the word, that the trajectory is going in the right place. This team can beat anybody in the SEC West. They may not beat them like you are accustomed to winning games. You may not see it like that this year. Every year is different. Every coach will tell you that. Every year it may look a little differently. Well, this year it's going to offensively because they got a they got a freaking quarterback that you saw him ran past DBs who had an angle on him. <laughs> they got a quarterback who can throw it 80 yards, 70 yards, and pretty accurately. Okay, so you have to be patient. Stop hating on the young man. That drives me nuts. Well, we can't. We need this. We had to. We. I mean, these people still calling for Ty Simpson and Dylan Lonergan. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you? Like, see what you got. See what this team is going. They are developing and been shaped and formed like the potter and the clay. Give them a chance. Give the man a chance. But I tell you, I'm just sitting up at this. It bothers me when I hear those kind of comments because what, what you're doing is you're showing your true colors. And I'm going to call you out. It is what it is. And, and the fact that if it was somebody else, you'd probably be saying something differently. And that freaking drives me crazy that we're still living in a world where people have heart issues that way. And then you saying it by, you don't think you're saying it, but you keep saying it because you can't even give the young man the credit that he deserves and when they're winning. And they're just not winning. 40 to 17. They beat Ole Miss by two touchdowns. You still can't give this man credit. And that drives me crazy, but that's okay. There are enough people that do. And that's what matters. But for me, on this side of things now, I'm going to call you out when I hear because I think it's disrespectful and I think you're showing your true colors. And I'll toss it back to you. Yeah, and that's fair. But I mean, to anybody that is criticizing him, I'll just go over the numbers just so we have that, right? He was 10 of 12 in this game, right? Uh, He ended up uh, with a, uh, let me see, he was 10 of 12 for 164 yards, had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, did not turn over the football. And so, yes, he actually led the SEC uh, uh, in quarterback rating with a 96.8 quarterback rating. Uh, so that was number one in the SEC. And would you be shocked if I told you uh, his uh, for the season, he's actually number four in the SEC uh, on quarterback rating average uh, at 80. So, and yeah, that's probably a little bit limited because he hasn't thrown the ball a whole bunch, didn't really play, well, didn't play at all versus USF. But... Numbers are numbers. He's number four in quarterback rating. I, I think, you know, some people might just, again, it's hard for them to get behind a quarterback. They they just, in their head, they perceive him as his only, he can only use his legs. But that's just being small-minded, in my opinion, because he, he continues to display his ability to throw the football, right? And then he didn't turn the ball over. I don't really know how much more you can ask from, or what more you can ask from him, right? I mean, he, he, he threw great passes in this game. You know, he, he showed that he has the best athleticism for a quarterback in this league, if not the country. He didn't turn the football over. I, I don't know what else you could have asked from him in this football game, uh, really, other than just the, my only knock, and you said it, was to throw the ball away when you need to, right? And don't take those sacks. Other than that, man, I mean, he, he's been very sound. And it, 
look, Coach Saban came out straight up and said he's an accurate passer. He is. I'm telling you. Everybody can see that. It's just a matter of him getting that experience and getting that exposure to, like my dad said, that, that game speed, right? Like, that's different. And I, I can tell you this right now. I know you see other quarterbacks, they make a throw or two, and you're like, man, that guy should... Listen, if they were in there on a consistent basis, I guarantee you it would not... It would not you would not see the results that you think you're going to see. There's a reason that they have Jalen Milrow as starting quarterback. You know, it's, it's, it's plain as day. And like my dad said... Coach Saban, you all love Coach Saban. You got to love his decisions, right? <laughs> I think he knows what's best. But, yeah, I think well, that's enough about Milro. So we'll definitely, you know, dissect the rest of this game. But glad we got to break that down. Because, again, another, another good performance. And at the end of the day, all positives for the most part from him. And he, he continues to show that he's progressing and is only getting better as each week goes on. Yep. Well, there's a wise saying. I don't know who came up with the saying, but. Haters just gonna hate. <laughs> yeah, haters just gonna hate. All right, we gotta step away, quick break. Come back more. Your, well, not more, but we'll start taking your phone calls. We'll hear from you. We've got people on hold. I definitely wanna hear from you. A lot of other good quality games this past weekend in the SEC. We'll hit in some of those as well. This is the Middle's Edge Woman Tide, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support expert. We'll be back. in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very warm afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today in the upper 80s, around 88. Mostly clear tonight, the low 64. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 86 and 89 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We roll. Welcome back to the Middle's Edge. 205-342-9904. That's the number. We're ready to take some phone calls to hear from you. Alabama goes on the road, goes 2-0 in the SEC. First road win of the season. Of course, we'll get into AM a little bit later, but we definitely want to finish breaking down this game. Want to highlight some, some players and some things that we thought was done very well in this ball game. And plus, we'll take your phone calls. I know we got some folks on hold. We'll get to you in just a moment. Doing this segment. Again, tell you about my good friends, R&R, man. I've been here since Friday, and I definitely had some rest and relaxation at R&R, Reagan, and Randy on the porch yesterday. I was watching some NFL football. I watched Tua. Not so good yesterday for Tua. Not so good. Speaking of Bama quarterbacks, not so good for Mac Jones. Two interceptions in the game against the uh, Cowboys. Oh, my God. I was hoping that they win. Mac Jones uh, uh, sat down there in the third quarter, but... Uh, Again, some other good games by some other Bama players. We'll tell you about and highlight those guys as well. C.J. Mosley picking off nice pass. Should have had two last night against Patrick Mahomes. So we'll get into some of that as well a little bit later on the program. Toss it over to man Christian. Christian, go ahead. Yeah, well, I just want to remind everybody that Alumni Hall is giving away two tickets to the Alabama-Arkansas game for October 14th. So that's coming up. And also a $250 gift card. Uh, so remember to stop by the store, Alumni Hall, in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com and pick Alabama to enter the sweepstakes to shop the latest 
and greatest items for football season. Remember, they've got all the officially licensed gear. It's fall weather coming up. Go and get your hoodies, your jackets right now at Alumni Hall. They also have the hat ball if you're like me and you love your hats. Uh, so remember, head on over to Alumni Hall. Select Alabama to enter that sweepstakes for the tickets to the Alabama-Arkansas game and the $250 gift card. Remember, that's Alumni Hall where Crimson Tide fans shop. I just want to finish up and just wrap up my breakdown before we get to the phones uh, since we spent so much time kind of talking about Jalen Milrow's performance in that first segment. But my my overall thoughts on the game, and I shared this on the Miller's Edge post-game show, so you can go check that out there as well on YouTube. I thought, you know, we, we, we looked to... An, we really look like we've improved again uh, in another week, which is really good because we're a young team. And I think that's important that you grow and improve each week. And so I saw that improvement, particularly on the offensive line. They played really well, right? There's a couple lapses, specifically the snaps. We've got to get that cleaned up. I'm still trying to process why that's still an issue, but that, that, that's got to be addressed, right? Uh, whether you got to replace somebody or, or punish somebody, make them run. I, I don't know what the solution is, but it's got to be addressed. But I saw some physicality in the run game. Tyler Booker was, was punishing people. J.C. Latham looked good. The O-line was opening up some holes, getting movement on an aggressive and physical front for Mississippi State. So I really like that. The, the protection has improved. It was better. Um, you know, again, Milro just can't hold the ball so long. But overall, very solid performance from the offensive line. We talked about Jalen Milro and his progression. How he looks more confident with his decision-making. Those throws, he was on the, on the money with those throws. I was really impressed. Uh, with that from him. Uh, but we, I think we really need to continue to, to create these mismatches for, for Nye Black. Each week we see his ability in the passing game. This guy is a mismatch nightmare. There's no linebacker in the country that can cover this guy. So we need to be innovative and implement play designs that get him the football, right? Get the get our playmakers the football, whether it's him, Burton, who we didn't see much in this game, or, or Bond, even the, even the young guy, Jalen Hale. You know, when we do pass the ball, find ways to get those playmakers the ball because I really like, you know, our running backs are doing a good job right now running the football. So once we start throwing the ball a little bit more, find ways to get them the ball. And then, uh, you know, zero turnovers. That was really impressive to me. My biggest thing going into this game, you know, it's your first SEC road game. How are we going to be with our composure? Are we going to be poised? You know, we started off a little shaky, right? But we responded well and we didn't turn the ball over. And I thought that was important and critical in this game. On the defensive side of the ball, Really did a nice job forcing turnovers, right? Coming up with, I think it was three interceptions. Chris Braswell, the pick six. Caleb Downs getting his first pick of the season, I believe. And then uh, Jihad Campbell, who stepped up so nicely, filling in for Deontay Lawson. I said it, you know, I wasn't, you know, concerned about anybody filling in for Deontay Lawson. Yeah, that's a big loss, losing your uh, your top linebacker, the head of your defense. Uh, but just seeing how Tresman Marshall's been playing, who also had a really good game with a sack and a half, how aggressive he was flying around and, and Jihad Campbell, I think leading the team in tackles and coming up with interception. Very impressed with the, the linebacker play. Um, and then obviously Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell on the edges did a nice job as well. But one thing I'll say about the defense, we've got to do a better job at stopping the run consistently, whether it's the perimeter plays or even just the downhill runs. That's either the run fits, you know, being disciplined with your, your gap integrity, taking better angles. But I also really believe what stands out the most is guys aren't getting off blocks fast enough. Guys are staying on blocks too long, right? You know, you got to be physical when you shed those guys and go to make a play. You can't you can't just be in your gap. That's not enough. That was one thing that I used, I used to struggle with. I used to say, all right, I got the C-gap. I'm going to jack this guy up and I'm going to defend the C-gap. But the next step and the next evolution is to get off that block violently, excuse me, quickly, shed them and go try to make a play. So that's something that can be cleaned up. But overall, uh, good effort uh, by the defense uh, for the most part. And so we still... Uh, look to have a chance to be a really elite defense this year. And I, I think they're showing progress. And that's why I think as a whole, then you throw in the special teams, Will Rikers, money, right? Burnup has been playing great. So far this season, we're taking shape. And as long as the offense continues to find their identity and, and become more and more effective and efficient, uh, throwing in some more uh, of that, that passing uh, opportunities, right? Because the run game is finally being established, which we know we needed that. Uh, but I think is if they can continue to to make progress with the passing game and uh, keep hitting on some more explosive plays, uh, we have a really good shot this season. So that's kind of my overall outlook on this game. I thought it was a very solid first SEC road game, uh, a great opportunity to get, get some experience going into this this week uh, facing A and M, where you know it's going to be even more of a hostile environment. Those guys are going to have your number. They're playing confident right now. They're coming off a win over Arkansas and Dallas, and so. They, they they beat you on last time you came to AM in 21. So they're looking to do the same thing. So this is going to be a big matchup this week. But I thought the performance against Mississippi State 
uh, this past weekend uh, was another step in the right direction before they head on to, uh, excuse me, to, to Texas A&M. But before I send it back to you, I just want to remind you guys about Spine and Sport Chiropractic, who provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're like me waking up with neck pain and back pain, this is the spot to be. You need to go check these guys out. So contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. They will get you feeling better than ever. Get all those kinks out, make you feel brand new. So head on over to Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Do you, I'll let you go ahead and kind of put a bow on your thoughts, and we definitely can hit the phone lines. If we still have you. I'm Did here. we lose him, Justin? Me, me, oh, there you I'm go. Here. I just muted my <laughs> mic for a little bit because I'm just looking. Oh, you're good. But, uh, no, nah, just final thoughts. Defensively, I talked about Miro on the offense. Defensively, I thought was very solid. Again, anytime you get three turnovers, especially a pick six, you can score on defense. That's a plus. That's a big bonus. Uh, you're right. The negative would have been in the run game. But again, I understand the game plan was a little bit different uh, with, uh, you know, expecting more of a pass game and that that limited them some in the run game because I think they were calling defenses more for the pass and Mississippi State was running the football. I, I think that's going to be adjusted. And again, when you're playing A&M, we'll get to this in the week, you're going to face more of a pro-style offense, which I think sets up, you know, that whole mono-a-mono gap integrity. You know, uh, I think Alabama plays better when they play a team like that instead of a team that's going to spread you out and then all these kind of run wrinkles. So I'm not really too concerned. I think they'll adjust some things. But let me just say this before we get to Jeff. Thank you, Lord, for Miss Terry. Said thank you, Lord, for Miss Terry. For telling Nick Saban to get back to his old self. Start cussing coaches and players out on the sidelines. <laughs> Listen, man, I am so wild. <laughs> I am so pumped up and wired because finally I've been calling for this. Can we get Coach Saban back? And we saw it. We have saw it for the first time this year. No more crossing of the arms, walking up and down the sidelines. It was in your face, Terrion Arnold. It was in your face. Uh, you know, I know he was talking to Tommy Reese in those headsets that one time, giving him the business. It was also defensive coordinators. Listen, man, T-Rob, he got, he got some business. This is what I am excited about. This is why I really believe that now the tide is turning because Coach Saban is back in his element. I was starting to get concerned just based on I felt like Coach Saban was losing his edge. That's his edge, holding these kids accountable, not allowing mediocrity or mediocrity. I mean, this is the thing that I am excited about, and I think the tide now is going to turn, and you know Coach don't want to live to, uh, lose to Jimbo. I promise you this week going to be physical. This week is going to be attention to detail. I'm excited to get to breaking down this game coming up. But Coach Saban, folks, he's back. He's back. Why? Because of his wife. Behind every great man is a greater woman. And thank you, Lord, for Miss Terry. To the phones we go, 205-342-9904. Let's go to Jeff. And I know we're going to hear some Kentucky praises right now. They get ready to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, who I don't think is number one, but uh, that's another conversation for another day. Jeff, go ahead, man. Your Kentucky Wildcats looking good. Well, you know, they, I didn't watch there. They had to work, watch some highlights. So they, they, uh, they panned them, panned them pretty good and they were pretty wild wild up there and uh, you know it don't down down they want Billy Napier gone now so that's three in a row for Kentucky <laughs> over Florida so they, they want him gone they, they got out coached and, and out the guy this morning I heard he show up here he wants the AD gone Strickland because he said he, 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 he goes we got a great baseball coach and a great track and all these other programs but football he goes football basketball we make we make money at we can't find good coaches he said, he said, he said, he said, it's Strickland's fault. He hired Napier and this other guy, I don't know how long he's been there. You see, Strickland worked for Mitch Barnhart in Kentucky, so he didn't learn nothing about being an AD. He didn't learn anything about it. Mitch Barnhart's the best of the business in Kentucky. He, he, well, he, I'm, he, I'm, he, uh, 
Hey, hey, I know all that, Jeff. Mr. Byrne, Mr. Byrne worked for him. I said, he didn't learn anything because he can't hire the football. So they want him gone now that they lost three in a row for the first time since 48 to 51 when, when Barry Bryant was there. But see, Mark Stoops is making, making forget about it. They're saying Barry who up there in Kentucky. They've never heard of him, you see. I've never heard of him. Not when Mark Stoops gets through it, won't. Not when Mark Stoops gets through it, they won't. I say, Barry, Barry who the hell is Barry? What, what Barry, Chicago Bears? What the hell? We don't know. I don't damn bear Brian. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's right. Oh, but that's right. Let me tell you something else. We ain't got a chance Saturday. We got no talent. Everybody knows it. You two know we, we're going to get with the line. Georgia is 14 and a half point favorite. That's the line. What? Don't, nobody, give, nobody is giving us a chance. We ain't got no talent. Everybody knows it. You two know it. And the Bama fans know it, too. We're going to go up there, we're going to try and play, and we're supposed to lose. But if we win, it's like guys in Huntsville will have a chance for Atlanta, and, and there's a guy in Wilco, if they win Saturday, I'll be on him like white on rice come Monday morning. I've already been on him this, this week. I'll be on him like white on rice. His name, his name is Bill King. He says he's the king of college football, but he's not. He thinks he is. Oh, I, know, I know who he is. I know who he is. But listen. He's got – Y'all can see it. So, I mean, he's a, he's a Tennessee fan, but I would ask you about South Carolina Saturday, but we're not going to get into that. So, but I, 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 I didn't say this, so, so thanks, for, thanks for knocking that McCoy, though. Thanks for, thanks for that. Oh, Brooke, my leg hurt. No, we don't wish If a Kentucky player got hurt like that, Tennessee fans would love it. They'd be loving it if we got hurt like that. So I, I don't feel yeah. sorry for him at all. He's going to come back now, though. He can't go to the NFL because he broke his ankle. He's going to come back and play another year. What he's going to do. Yeah. Promise. That's you. right. Thank you. That's a great, see, great see you guys. Have a good one. Good. See you. Have a good one. All right, Jeff. Good talking with you. I wish he was more bold about Kentucky, but he, he, he kind of slammed it in there. Let's take another quick one before I hit a break, though, uh, Justin. Let's get Jamie. Jamie, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Hey, what's up, fellas? Y'all doing good? What's up? What's up? What's going on, Jamie? Yeah. I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Hey, they look good. They're getting there, buddy. They, hey, hey I, I feel good about it. They're getting there. They're getting there, man. Uh, I tell you what, man. Milrow. I mean, I don't know what Alabama fans are complaining about. Milrow. I mean, dude went ten for twelve, 164 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, what else? What else you need? You know. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I, just frust it's frustrating, man. If you're a fan, don't you just want it? Doesn't matter who it is. Just if the guy's doing well and your team is winning, why can't you just give him some credit? I, that drives me exactly. nuts. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm we. I, I don't understand it, but whatever. You know, it, you, you got that in all fan bases. You know, they going to complain about anything and don't. You know, they everybody wants to know uh, wants to kind of prove they're right. You know, this quarterback needs to be this. You know, be the starter, but whatever. Uh, Milrose, our guy. Moving on from that. All right. So, uh, man, Nip, I'm with you. Nip, they got to get some more. Uh, man, he's a uh, Nip Black's a a nightmare, dude. They got to find get more touches to him. He is uh, he is a nightmare. I mean, he's a mismatch. Um, on the defensive side, man, uh, uh, three turnovers. That's what champions championship type defense is, is what it, it's becoming to me. Um, Man, they're doing they're doing what they need to do. Um, really, uh, I mean, I, in the young blood, down, dude, seven tackles, one interception. He's gonna be a playmaker. I mean, I got I gave Arnold his props uh, last week. I'm gonna give uh, Downs his props this year. Keep on doing yeah, what you're doing, my man. So uh, I'm I'm feeling good bit uh, with it, man. And like I always said, it's go time, baby. It's go time. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go get that Texas A&M, baby. Let's go, baby. That's right, let's Jamie. go here. Let's go. Let's go destroy this twelfth man. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing better <laughs> than going on the road snatching somebody's heart out. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing better oh, yeah. than that. Nothing Don't better. Be better than that. that. Yeah, we gotta hit a break. If you don't hold Mike and Opal like Ellis and others, you don't hold. Stay right there. It's phone calls the rest of the way. Love to get your thoughts and comments on the big win. Alabama goes down to start Vegas. Yeah. And they took all the cards, all the chips, and brought them back to T-Town. <laughs> that's what they're going to do again, headed back to Austin. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Not Austin, but what it takes to man. 
Oh, it's uh, College, uh, College Station. Station. College Station. Yeah. Yeah, I get them. Next Austin, time. that's that's where the Longhorns are, I man. We gotta I get, know, I know, get I those know. guys I, at our head. I, I I had a picture of you and that you taking a picture with that dude that I don't like, big old Matthew McConaughey. I mean, why why'd you bring that back McConaughey up? McConaughey right? McConaughey. Mcbecause you got his picture all right? around. You and him with your little. I mean, all you around. Know, this place a good, good picture. I mean, he's like, okay. See, you know, I sound like somebody's hating like, now. I'm hating. I am. All right, we gotta hit a break. Come back more. Your phone calls. This is the Edge. Call it the Miller's Edge on the tide. We'll be back. Hey, it's base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. We're about to roll back out to the phone lines. 205-342-9904. Welcome to the Miller's Edge on the Tide. 100.9, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. I'm Corey Miller, the pastor, paid alongside uh, C-Squared, the son, Christian Miller, and Justin Jones behind the glass, keeping us rolling. And we're talking the Tide big win over Mississippi State. And uh, a great, great win. I almost got the score right. I said 41 to 20 was my prediction. It was 40 to 17. I was right there. I was, I was trending in the right direction. But... Uh, or perfection, but it did not happen. Again, on our cigars on 6th Street, make sure you go check Reagan and Randy out. And little Rainer, I had a chance to see her yesterday. We were just hanging out, walking, and riding her little wagon while we sat down on the porch and watched some good NFL football games. All the games are on Sunday at r Cigars, and they will be on Monday as my New York football giants will be on display tonight. And I'm a little nervous about them playing. I'm just going to tell you that right up front. But I'll be there if you want to come hang out, grab a nice cigar on the porch or inside all the flat screens, recliners. If you're a drinker, you like bourbon, they got plenty of it for you, much to choose from. And the best cigar selection in the business is R&R Cigars over on 6th Street. Uh, and I married that young man, Reagan and uh, Leslie. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the family. I'm part of that family over there at r So I'll be there tonight. If you want to come hang out, say what's up to me, please stop by and have a nice stogie. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's see who is next. I believe we got Mike and Opelika. Mike, how you doing today, brother? Welcome in. I'm good, guys. Um, sorry I hadn't been able to call lately. Work has been crazy, but I listen every day when they post your show. Um, I've got news for Jeff. How many times does Kentucky come into this Georgia game with high hopes, undefeated Georgia <laughs> to wipe the floor with them? Well, they're going to wipe it again with them this Saturday. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> we'll I, see. I it might be a good one. We'll see, Mike. Yeah, Kentucky's defense does seem like a little bit better, but uh, I just think Georgia usually going into that game, they'll play crappy the week before, and everybody gets their hopes up. This is the week they're going to go down, and then they snap back. Um but I agree with y'all on Nye Black. Why we need to use him just like George is using Bowers. He is a matchup nightmare, and uh, I hope that we continue to see them feed him the ball. But I tell you another one I want to, and y'all saw him in the scrimmages, so y'all may know. Is I'd love to see more of Justice Haynes. He just seems like he's just got a different burst of speed than McClellan and Williams. Fine. And uh, yeah. I would just, I'd love to see him more. And I uh, just wanted to see what y'all thought. Because y'all got to see him in scrimmages, and we really haven't seen him just take off yet. But I think I'm hoping oh. it's kind of like we did Najee his freshman year. You know, he didn't really play a lot till about halfway through the season. And then by the championship game, he was, I mean, he was ready to go. So 
What do y'all think? All right, listen, Hopefully. Mike, but let me just tell you this. If you, if you, I, me and you on the same page because on the Mills Edge Extra YouTube last night, the post game, I said just what you're saying. This man needs carries. This man is a different kind of back than the first two, right? He is electric. He has great balance. He's got great vision. And I think he's a better cutback runner. I mean, I think he has better vision than the first two backs, right? Because he has those jump cuts, and he's got the burst to get to the line of scrimmage. He has great balance. And I think he's more explosive. I think he's faster. Uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, Jam Miller as well, another kid that they got four backs. And I know it's hard to play four backs, man. And then, you know, Jason, those guys are, they're momentum runners. So I think Coach Saban likes to get a feel like when they feel in that momentum and he keeps them in there. They're more power to get you those hard yards between the tackles. I like both those backs uh, in that scenario. And both of them has speed to get on the outside because Jake's coming having that uh, knee injury. I don't know if he lost a little bit of speed. But, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I don't know because more goals are just running. You know this, Mike, right? You got blitz, you know, pickup protection, blitz protection. We've seen Jay struggle with that some, especially at South Florida. You know, so for a young freshman back, that's normally an issue, uh, being able to identify and pick up who you're supposed to take in, in blitzes and things like that. So I think that might be, and this just, I don't know this for a fact, that might be the reason that's holding him back some from playing. But as far as skill set, oh, man, no doubt. He's got the juice. He has the juice. I think, I think the biggest reason, though, is it really just you have so many good running backs. When you have two vets like Jace McClellan, who's very efficient, a very good runner, who's been playing really well, you know, it's hard to take carries away from him. And then Roy Dell is explosive, you know, kind of that, that bowling ball type guy, but he, but he still is, you know, a little quick twitch. It, you know, it's hard to take reps from those two older guys. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I agree with you, Mike, when you look at justice Haynes, he's so explosive. He's, he's quick twitch. He runs so well in between the tackles. He put on display, you know, that, that crazy athleticism and balance when he took that shot and spun around and kept his balance um, so he's he's flashing playmaking ability, and I think they need to find a way to get him some more touches. I think when you just have so much depth, it's hard to to really work those guys in, especially when you got two uh, fourth year guys ahead of him and Jason McClellan and Roydell Williams. But I, I think going over the course of the season, we'll see him get more and more touches. Um, but I think it's just a you know a situation where he's just got some vets in front of him, and it's hard to get him some carries. But that's a great point, Mike. Yeah, well, I would I, at least maybe in the second half when defenses are kind of worn down, just put him out there for a series or two, just to get you know, yeah. give him a different fresh legs. look. Yes, I agree. absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I enjoyed the show, Pastor. Let me know next time you come down. We need to get together and play golf. Yeah, for sure. I'll be. Uh, I'm going back home tomorrow. Then I'll be back uh, the next. Who's the next home? Arkansas is in Tennessee. Arkansas, One, I believe, the 14th. Yeah, yeah. yeah so for so sure, we should be there know, the 13th yeah, at Buffalo's 13th, Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll definitely be there, and uh, I'll touch base with you before now and then, and maybe we can set up a tea time. Yeah. Well, you know how to get nice. me on the bat line, on the personal bat line, so you know how to get me. Oh yes, sir. That's right. Okay. Appreciate Thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you, man. Glad you're well. Glad you're well, brother. Thanks so much, Mike and Opelika. Uh, such a nice man. Appreciate him. And, and as well as so many others. That's been uh, such a, a, a blessing. Let's go to J.K. J.K., you're up next on the edge. Welcome into the program. Hey, brothers. How y'all feeling today? Man, we're blessed. Great. Highly favored. What grade would you give the offense after that performance Saturday night? B. I'm giving him a B. I gave it a B for boring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I hate to admit this, but I fell asleep in the third quarter, and I had to go back and watch it, and darn if we didn't run twice and throw on third down, and, of course, they blitzed on third down, and we didn't do anything. So I'm going to give it a B for boring. But let me tell you what's not boring, brother, is our quarterback, 10 for 13 and a completion average, I think of uh, like sixteen point four. Yeah, oh man, he's, something he's, like he's that. Yeah, ball, I mean, man. yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, J.K. I mean, I think if you give any other quarterback those stats, a lot of people are going to be ranting and raving about how efficient <clears throat> they are and how much of a manager they are. They didn't turn the ball over. They 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 distributed the football. They made plays with their legs. 
But just because of the the perception and all the, you know, still kind of, I guess, battling about who should be who should be the quarterback here, I, I think that's kind of what leads to that. But you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you can ask for out of a quarterback, really. How many quarterbacks in the SEC Saturday would have liked to have had those numbers? Uh, many right, the 13 other guys that played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, many, many of them, plus a 53-yarder that can run past everybody. Listen, man, you're so right, you know, and I said this, too, uh, about this offense. And, and yet I said in the, the early part of the show, J.K., I don't know if you heard me, but I, I understand the mindset behind why they were a little bit boring. But this offense, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow and the rest of the week about Tommy Reese. It's, I told you that the running game was lethargic, right? It's just... You're running into the teeth of a defense that's blitzing double-A blitzes, cross-buck blitzes with those middle linebackers. You know, they could have had 250 yards rushing if they just attacked the perimeter more. And, and, and it's like, you know, you can't do but so much when you just got to offset back in the backfield like that. I mean, so hopefully they, they get past the, the boring part. They are boring. I told you, I, it's hard to watch sometimes because I'm like, please, can't you do more? I mean, can't you do a little bit more something different? Wow, I'm with you on that. Well, well, let me ask you this. Who was Coach Saban dog-cussing on that microphone in between plays? It looked to me like it was our offensive coordinator. Oh, uh, so it was, was dog-cussing somebody. And, I, and also it was, uh, <laughs> it was T-Rob as well. So... <laughs> So all of them getting a piece of it. So and that that gets me to my song. You know how that song said, "Mama, Mama, you know we love you." I'm just changing that song. Miss Terry, Miss Terry, you know we all love you. <laughs> Keep staying on Coach Saban's butt, Miss Terry. Hey. You're the queen of hey, our dude, heart, Miss Terry. Don't quit your day job, there. <laughs> don't quit your day job. All right, brother. I won't. Right. I won't. JK, thank you, bro. Hey, always great talking to you. God bless y'all. God bless yes, you. Yes, sir. God bless you. Hey, real we quick before Ms. we Terry. get out of here. Oh, yeah, we do love Miss Terry. You know yeah. who else do we, we that we love? We love Buffalo's yeah. Cafe, our partners over yeah. there in Midtown Village. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience, head on over to Buffalo's Cafe where you'll find the best deals in towns with the lunch day specials every week. Wednesday, it's all-you-can-eat wings at Bass Night, now $17.99. A great deal. All-you-can-eat fries or chips as well. So go check those guys out. Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. You will not be disappointed. And remember, we always do our show live every Friday of home game weekends at Buffalo's Cafe. Our partner's there over in Midtown Village. Well, it's that time as Justin has given us the music to roll out. We got to make way for <laughs> big noon sports. But Miss Terry, Terry, you know we love you. I'm so happy Miss <laughs> Terry got Coach Saban back in the game. We're going to have a Talking Tuesday tomorrow. We'll look at Texas A&M. We have some guests lined up for you and ready to rock and roll. We're rolling out. Peace. Have a great rest of your day. For Christian Miller, I'm Corey Miller, the Pass of Pain, and Justin Jones. God bless you. We love you. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. 